Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, last week it was announced that KBC would be likely to leave the Irish market. With this announcement following hot on the heels of Ulster Bank, what actions do their customers now need to take? Kerry O'Neill, a personal insolvency practitioner from R. Hendy & Co. Chartered Accountants, joins me now to look at the possible and probable ramifications of this exit. Kerry, you might start the interview by providing us with an insight into your own background. My name is Kerry O'Neill and I am one of the accountants based at R. Hendy & Co. And we're chartered accountants and registered auditors based in Arklow, County Wicklow. And we also have an office in Enniscorthy, County Wexford. Um, I have been here since 2011. And in 2013, I moved into the insolvency side of the business. So that's kind of where I am. Now, last week, as I said, it was announced that KBC was intending to leave the Irish market. Were you surprised by this news or were there warning signals? I think there was warning signals um, because you could see them selling some of their non-performing loan books in the last 18 months to two years. Um, So that would always be an indication that they're trying to tidy things up. Now, as a personal insolvency practitioner, you spend some time in the courts and you've seen many repossession orders and applications for them. From your insights into that, Kerry, how many of those were being taken by KBC over the years? Very early on, when we first started going to the courts in 2016-17, you would have seen about 20-25% of these orders would have been KBC. In recent months or recent years even, um, they would have been down to 5%. So they were selling these on to um, other funds for them to try and possess. And from your insights, why are KBC Bank now leaving the Irish market? I think there's two elements to this. I think firstly... um, the Irish system where trying to get possession of non-performing loans is an issue with all banks. I do think that this is hampering, you know, the movement and the commerciality of some of the banks. But also I believe that the equity and the capital that's needed and has to be held um, to be a bank in the Irish market is an issue for them. And Kerry, what is making it so difficult for banks to be able to repossess homes where mortgages are not performing? There is a number of processes a bank has to go through. Um, Firstly, it has to adhere to the Code of Conduct and Mortgage Arrears, which is a set of rules by the central bank. And then it also has to make sure the debtor goes through what's called the Mortgage Arrears Resolution Process. These are quite lengthy and cumbersome processes. They're very paper heavy. um, And to try and get people through this, and it's only once you do that, and you could be two years in that process, can you then get into the court system? And the court system could be, you know, three to four years. A court will always give the debtor every opportunity to try and save their home. And, you know, they will be given several opportunities to make payments. You know, and all of this, you're looking at a six to seven year process, at which stage the bank is not being paid, interest is accruing, and also legal fees are accruing. And is it true to say that even if the bank is successful in getting a repossession order to the court, the actual repossession taking place is still somewhat a difficult process? Very much so. And I've come across several cases where possession orders have been granted three to four years ago. Um, The debtor is still living in the property and eviction has been issued, but the eviction has never taken place. So there, there is a hesitancy you know, to actually physically go and evict people. And as a result of Ulster Bank leaving the Irish market and, of course, the announcement last week that KBC are following in their footsteps, is the Irish banking sector now in a state of crisis with just two main pillar banks in the market? 
it's definitely not a lot of choice for people um, with the two main pillar banks. And obviously, we, we still have permanent TSB in the country at the moment. Um, and obviously, they haven't announced anything yet or what they're doing. And they're still selling products as well. But it, it, it's not a great place for the Irish market to be. Um, and we're still very unsure if anybody else is going to come into the market. Now, to make the market more competitive, we're going to have to look at attracting more international banks into the market. So how do you think we need to go about doing that? I think the Irish market is, is you know, it's a, it's a very small market when you look at the European market in a whole. Um, and the Irish people are we're, tend to be creatures of habit. Most people would be with the same bank that they, they started their communion money with. So I do think if anyone's coming into Ireland, they have a big challenge, um, recognition, you know, getting their face out there, getting their media campaign. And I don't know if the appetite is there to come into the country and spend the next five, six years, you know, trying to build your brand, you know, to to get a big enough share of the market to make it worth your while. And of course, the global banking sector is going through an absolute revolution with digital banks taking over. Is there an opportunity for somebody like Revolut or N26 to expand their services in the years ahead to move into areas like savings and mortgage products? Definitely, like I, I can see most people would have a Revolut account and like that people would be using it for small transactions, paying for something online or paying for something on Facebook or transferring money to a friend. Um, I haven't seen anybody put their month's salary into Revolut yet. Now, I may be wrong here. Um, so I do think that Revolut, while it's a brilliant service, um, it will need to be in the market for a long period of time to allow people, you know, to get faith in it, you know, to think of it as an everyday product. There's definitely a market in the future for them if they wish to come into the mortgage market. But again, those stumbling blocks in relation to the non-performing side of the market is, is still there. The network of unpost offices and secondly, the credit unions, do they hold a solution to these problems? I definitely think that this is where people will go for, you know, their their products at the, in time. I know that some of the local credit unions in the Wicklow-Wexford area are looking at mortgages um, and they are they're getting, lining themselves up to maybe sell some mortgages. Um, everybody, you know, knows that the credit union is a community-based um, organisation. Most people would have either a savings account or a current account or, you know, even, you know, would use it for their their summer holidays or their Christmas. And I do think this is a product that people trust, people know. And I think if the credit unions build on this, I think that they, they could get a big market share in the future. So if there's any customers of those banks listening this morning and they have a performing mortgage with either of them, do they need to take any steps at this moment in time? No, if you have a performing mortgage, that's a mortgage that you're paying in full and you're adhering to your terms. What will happen here is Bank of Ireland have um, gone into a memorandum of understanding with KBC. So these mortgages will be bought by Bank of Ireland. You'll get notification from KBC that they're selling it to Bank of Ireland on a certain date. And then you'll get a notification from Bank of Ireland saying they've purchased it on the said date. They will then pass you uh, payment details just to change your direct debit. This might be an opportunity if you have a performing loan and have a good credit rating to maybe shop around, go to the other bank. Um, and just see are their interest rates any lower um, you know if you decide to swap or save you know there are some savings maybe to be made there but you don't have to do anything at the moment 
Okay, what about for those that, as a result of COVID or otherwise, have been unable to pay their mortgage or unable to pay their mortgage or payments in full over the last 12 or 18 months, and maybe at this moment in time they're in an alternative payment arrangement? What action do they need to consider taking at this point? Okay, so for people who are in, um, who took payment breaks and took agreed payment breaks, um, they just have to contact um, KBC and just see what agreements are is the six-month payment break going to be added at the end of their mortgage, which is what they tend to be doing. If you have arrears on your mortgage and you've more than just, you know, two or three months worth of arrears and you're actually in difficulties with your mortgage and you have an ARA in place, you need to go and get advice now, okay? Because Bank of Ireland has stated they will not be buying non-performing loans and they won't be buying loans with arrears. So these loans will be sold on to funds. These funds are... Some of them are very easy to work with and will do restructures. Others won't. And at this moment in time, we don't know who, who's going where. So what we'd be asking you to do is now get your advices. Let's say, for instance, somebody hasn't been making repayments or full repayments on their mortgage over a period of time. What's the worst case scenario if they don't take any action on that? If they don't take any action on that and they're not adhering to what the, the MARP process I spoke about earlier, if they're not filling in the SFSs, which is the standard financial statement, they're not taking the phone calls. What can happen there is eventually you're deemed non-cooperating. And if you're deemed non-cooperating, the next step is court. But ultimately, if they do nothing now, it's likely that their mortgage is going to end up with a venture capital firm. And as a result of that, if and when that venture capital firm wants to pull out of the Irish market, what happens at that point? If you have an agreed arrangement with that firm, and for example, if you have done a personal insolvency arrangement and you've come up with an agreed restructure, which through the personal insolvency is a court-stamped agreement in place, even if you are sold on at that stage, that agreement you've already made stands. Okay, so if you can get something formal and agreed to, it doesn't matter who, who, who you're sold on to your agreement is in place. And what about those that hold current accounts with either Ulster Bank or with KBC? Those current accounts, I believe, aren't transferring over as part of the sale. So what happens there and what steps do those clients need to take? No, nobody will buy anybody else's current accounts. So what you'll have to do is you'll have to look around and see where you want to open your new current account. So obviously your choices are very limited at the moment. You can go to AIB, Bank of Ireland, Permanent TSB and the Credit Union and on POSP now have new current accounts. And finally, in relation to savings accounts, for those that hold savings accounts with either Ulster Bank or KBC, and I'm also conscious here that we're in a negative interest rate environment, what steps do they need to take at this moment in time? People with savings accounts, again, these won't be transferred over or sold. So you will have to find somewhere new to put your funds. Um, So we would always say maybe if you have large savings to get some financial advice from a financial advisor, maybe we could make this work better for you. Um, Maybe you might need to look at a pension to see can you get more more bang for your buck. Um, Because if you're leaving it just sitting in a deposit account, there is no interest being paid at the moment. There's also um, the government bond schemes, which are run by OnPost that you can look at, which would have a guaranteed return over a certain period of time, which would be a better investment for you. That's very useful information, Kerry. Now, finally, what are your predictions for the banking sector over the next two to three years here in Ireland? I can see the banking sector compacting. I can see I can see a lot of the mortgage market, obviously, just being compacted into the two banks. I can see the credit unions and the, the 
the on posts trying to grow. I can see a lot more marketing coming out. I can see, you know, brand recognition trying to come out. Um, but I can see a lot of hesitancy from people as well. People who may have only moved to KBC in the last two or three years, you know, and, and opened one of their current accounts, etc., you know, will be hesitant to go anywhere else once they've settled again. So I can I can see not a lot happening in the next few years. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Kerry O'Neill from Our Hendy & Co Chartered Accountants. And I would like to thank Kerry for sharing her thoughts on the future of the Irish banking sector with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.